Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax. It's Al Cole from CBS Radio, and I want to tell you about a Renaissance woman who excels at everything she puts her innovative mind to. And you know, I'm going to start it out like this. What would you say if I told you that I was going to introduce you to a lady who is a very successful business entrepreneur and a world-class creative force as a realtor, interior designer, hosts charity golf tournaments for wildlife, and is the cutting-edge author of the stunning Magical Forces Within? Well, Al, I'd say make the introduction, brother. <laughs> I've just been dying to learn some of all of those things from somebody who sounds like a real magnetic lady. <laughs> well... You're in luck because not only can you learn about the fabulous life accomplishments of this woman, whose name happens to be Rhonda Grant, <laughs> but week in and week out, Rhonda will introduce you to some of the most exciting guests on the planet as she hosts her own awesome podcast, The Rhonda Grant Show, on Contact Talk Radio. Week to week, Rhonda skillfully weaves the magical forces within her with the extraordinary discoveries in the sometimes ordinary lives of her guests who blossom before your very eyes through the guidance and know-how of such a skilled and sensitive host as Rhonda Grant. you got to check it out. Check out all the action at RhondaGrantAuthor.com. That's RhondaGrantAuthor.com. Dot com to witness the extraordinary discoveries in otherwise ordinary lives. And I hear some of you asking right now, well, Al, how do you know all this? <laughs> I'll tell you. It's because I weave some of the same magic on my own nationally syndicated show called People of Distinction. It's all about humanity at its best. Every guest with extraordinary things to say about the magical forces within life itself. Get it? So check them out. The Rhonda Grant Show, Extraordinary Discoveries in Ordinary Lives, and People of Distinction, created by me, Al Cole from CBS Radio, now hosted by my amazing son, Benji Cole. You can check out People of Distinction on Apple Music or email me for exciting updates on my music and my books, too, especially Romance for Women on Amazon. Email me at al at alcoholic.com. You heard me right. That's A L at A-L-C-O-L-E-H-O-L-I-C.com. And I really want to thank my CBS radio listeners for coming up with that handle, Alcoholic. <laughs> Seems like from day one, my listeners have been saying, Al, we love what you're doing there, brother. In fact, we're hooked on it. We're Alcoholics. So here we go in classic form with a swing of a golf club as she hosts another charity golf tournament for wildlife and another incomparable Rhonda Grant show. So all together, everybody, here's Rhonda. Sometimes the universe has a way of placing people or obstacles in your path to help guide and direct you on your mission. Listen in as we discover if my path Excuse me. Listen in as we discover the path my guest has traveled. Have they been inspired by a calling, crafted their journey, or a bit of both? I invite you to embrace the conversations and to use them to help you recognize if this is happening in your life. Today, I am speaking with Jim Britt, who is a life and business strategist, author of 15 books and six number one international bestsellers in multiple categories. Named as one of the top the world's top 20 success coaches and top 50 speakers, he has presented over 5,000 seminars worldwide to audiences, totaling over 2 million attendees. 
When I was thinking about my program for New Year's Eve, I thought, who better than to have on my show, Jim Britt, to talk to our listeners about setting goals, and more importantly, how to achieve those goals. Welcome back to the Rhonda Grant Show, Jim. Thanks, Rhonda. I appreciate you having me back. I'm excited. Yes, it's wonderful to have you back. So a lot of people this New Year's Eve, are, is, are they're contemplating about setting some goals for next year. And a lot of people do that. Um, but sometimes it's really difficult to keep on top of those goals and take those daily steps in order to achieve them. Do you have any recommendations for people? Well, uh, yes, I can kind of kind of go back to um, my first experience with, with setting goals, number one. Um, I was uh, 22 years old. I'd never even heard the, the word goal setting. And I was involved with a, a direct selling company. Uh, it was my first business experience after working in a factory on an assembly line and high school dropout and looking, um, you know, looking to, to get rich. I wanted to be rich and <laughs> I didn't even know what rich was. I think back then probably a thousand dollars a month would have been rich for me. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, my, my first goal that I ever set that, that I actually accomplished, um, uh, I remember when my, uh, when I signed up and started working with this direct sales company, the fellow that, uh, that that signed me up and got me going. He said, well, we're going to do a little training. He said, it's going to be very quick. He said, your job is talking to people. He said, if you talk a little, you'll earn a little. If you talk a lot, you'll earn a lot. I said, well, how much is a lot? He said, 10 a day. And I said, okay, I'll do 10 a day. So I set my target, set my goal at 10 a day. And now keep in mind that we had no internet. We had no computers. We had we had nothing. We had no brochures. We had nothing. But uh, I set a goal to talk to 10 people every single day because I had I had in mind what I wanted, why I wanted to uh, become successful there. You know, I was struggling paycheck to paycheck at the, at the factory, trying to make a living with the family and, and all of that. And um, uh, so I really, really wanted to get ahead financially. So I set my target at 10 a day and I went out for the next 12 months. Uh, It was almost exactly a year from the time I started and I didn't miss a day talking to 10 people. Now, the problem was I didn't become rich, you know, at the end of a year uh, because I didn't really know what I was doing wrong or what I needed to be doing. And somebody mentored me and taught me a few things and, and that turned into my next 12 months, still talking to 10 people a day. Uh, it went from losing everything to becoming a millionaire. So it taught me a lot of things. Number one, stay on target, you know, and, and whatever you commit to, to follow through with. Number two, making sure that you're taking correct action uh, based upon what you want to accomplish. Because, yeah, I'd, already, I'd heard the term practice makes perfect, but I was practicing the wrong thing. So you want to make sure that you're doing the right thing that's going to move you in the direction you want to go. So that was my first experience at setting goals. And then I also, uh, I started, uh, I created a vision board back before vision boards were even a, a term, I don't think. 
uh, I had this big board up on my wall and I'd post pictures up there, boats and cars and different things that I wanted. And, and that was also during my first year, but none of that happened. Uh, you know, I wanted it. I had a, I had a copy of, of a book uh, up on, on the, um, on the vision board uh, with a cover with my name on it and says, you know, international best-selling author, um, number one, I had that posted up there with the title of the book and, you know, everything I wanted in my life, I had it all up there, but I got none of it that first year. And, you know, I think when I think back of what causes most people to not accomplish what they set out to accomplish, mm-hmm. you know, they, they look at the first of the year, like, you know, it's, it's their, their time to renew themselves but to me, the time to renew yourself is every single day, not just once a year, because most people who set New Year's resolutions never accomplish them. And that's that's a fact. Um, so when I look at it, Rhonda, um, I think I think fear stops a lot of people. And I wrote a, a chapter in a book recently called the predator and the prey, Mm -hmm. predator and the prey. Um, If you can think about your DNA that you have in your, you know, your make makeup of your, of your body, um, you must have some DNA of your parents in you. And, and the answer is yes, we all do. So if that's the case, then you must have some DNA from your grandparents and from your great-grandparents, and from your great-great-grandparents, and on through history, back to maybe when our ancestors lived in a cave. And there are two dominant thoughts every day. I'm I'm imagining this. I don't know if it's true, but I would Mm -hmm. think this, that that they, they had two dominant thought processes. How do I kill something to eat, and how do I keep from being killed and eaten? And, you know, we had dinosaurs and, you know, saber-toothed tigers outside the cave and all, all of that. So uh, that had to be uppermost in their mind, I'm sure, just survival. And I think when people go and set goals today, I think that fear creeps in. Uh, maybe it's not a fear of being killed and eaten uh, physically, but it's a fear of having to step out of that comfort zone and do something different than you've never done before. Because when mm-hmm. you typically set a goal, it's something you have not accomplished before. So it's like, you know, I, I asked the group, which comes first, uh, success or the feeling of success? And almost always people will say, well, so, as soon as I'm successful, I'll feel successful. Well, it's actually the other way around. As soon as you feel successful, then you'll become successful. <clears throat> so it's really, it's really, uh, the opposite of what most people think, because yeah, when you're successful, you feel successful, but you've got to feel that before you have it. And and I think that's the problem with a lot of people setting goals. So, um, so that's, that's my suggestion is to start when you write something down, start to put yourself in that place of where, what it is you want to accomplish. You know, what would it feel like? And let's say you, you want to write a book and, and, 2022. What would it feel like to have that book in your hands, physically published and out there in the marketplace? What would that feel like? You see, that's what we have to start with. Not, not 
you know, the exercise of putting it on a storyboard of some kind and saying, I've got a goal of writing a book. Well, if you don't feel that internally, it's probably not going to happen. So uh, it's called living in that dream fulfilled, living there before you get there. Because when you get there, then you go, there it is. Yeah. That's what, that's what it feels like. Yeah. So, but you've got to feel it before you get there. That's, that's where mo- most people, I think, uh, don't realize that you have, to, you really have to do that. You've got to get so excited about and, and passionate about what it is that you want to accomplish that you feel that when you say, yes, this is what I'm going to do. Cause I, I went for, I went for years and years saying I was going to write a book from, from the age of 22 years old mm-hmm. up until uh, about 22 or 22 years ago or so. Well, 1997, 24 years ago. And I'll never forget when I, uh, people kept telling me, you need to write a book about your life. You need to write a book. And I'm going, yeah, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to one day. And, and I kept telling myself that, but I'll never forget walking into the lobby of the Hilton Hotel. It was about midnight. A group of us had been out for dinner. I walked back in and, and there was this mirror on the wall as I'm walking through uh, one of the areas. And I catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror. And I stopped for a minute. I looked at myself. And right then, right then, I made that decision to write the book. I said, I'm writing this book. And I don't know where it came from. It just like out of nowhere, I'm thinking, I just made a decision to write this book. And I started to feel it inside what mm-hmm. it was going to feel like to have that book written. Here's a big problem. I didn't know how to write. I didn't know where to start. So I ended up hiring somebody to help me. And I got into it. And I talked and she typed and we put the book together. And it came out phenomenal. But right. it was so exciting uh, just to finally make the decision. And But here, here's the problem. Imagine, imagine a, a circle, a complete circle. That's a decision. That's what's going to create the passion behind what it is that you want to accomplish. Now, imagine that circle with a little opening somewhere in that circle, a little opening at the top. Got that? Mm-hmm. That's your escape route. Yes, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you set the goal and you escape because, well, you know, the timing wasn't right or I got too busy doing something else, or, you know, I don't have time to write the book now, or, you know, whatever it is, you know, I hear it all the time. In fact, I hear a lot of people say, well, the timing is just not right for me. And, and that's actually is probably a lie, because it's, it's, it's making up some excuse for something you don't want to follow through with the timing is not right. So, and you hear that a lot, a lot from people. So, you know, the time, actually, great opportunities come to you, not with great timing. <laughs> you ask any highly successful person out there, and you'll find that great opportunities never present themselves with great timing. In yes. fact, it's always, oh, my God, I don't know how to, I don't know how to fit this in, but it's a great opportunity. You know, if somebody approached you today and said, hey, I want you to write a 2,000-word article for Success Magazine, and we're going to feature you on the cover. Uh, and you're going, well, I'm, I'm, I'm really busy. The timing is just not right. 
I couldn't imagine saying that. (laughs) I would drop everything and say, okay, the timing has to be right. I'll stay up later. I'll work later. You know, instead of getting eight hours sleep or seven hours sleep, I'll get six. I'll get up earlier. Uh, I'll work on weekends. I'll, I'll get this thing written in the next seven days and present it to Success Magazine. But we've got to We've got, our, we've got to inspire ourselves uh, to do the things that we say we're going to do and then stick with it um, no matter what. Do no, do no less than whatever it takes to accomplish your goal. Um, and, you know, to accomplish anything, I'll give, you, I'll give you a few points here. Okay. To accomplish anything in your life, uh, number one, it requires a desire to to have that, the desire to change, a desire to have something more than what you have. But that's not enough. You know, everybody's got a desire, but still most people will have that escape route and go back to television and, you know, grab a bag of chips and sit in front of the TV and get the remote and live out their lives complaining about what they don't have. But um, but you got to have more than desire. And, and a goal, I'll just, I'll just say that as we, as most people know it, goals really don't work. Now that may be a shocking statement, but goals really don't work unless you have a firm decision to back it up because the decision creates the mindset. The mindset determines how you show up to the world. It should, it determines how the world shows up to support you. So you got to have that, that firm decision that makes you somebody different, um, that, that puts you out there to the world, whatever it is you want to accomplish. It may not be writing a book. It could be, you know, making a million dollars this year. Mm-hmm. Well, then you better have the mindset and you better make the decision first before even you know how to accomplish it. You need to make the decision. Then the answers will come to you because the world will show up to support you based upon what you're putting out to the world. So you resonate with people that want to support what you're accomplishing or wanting to accomplish. Uh, that's, that's so critical. And then of course, why we leave that little opening in that circle is, is the next step is that we don't want to feel any pain trying to accomplish what it is we want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. We want it to be easy. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be willing to endure some pain. You got to be willing to step out of your comfort zone. Was it was it hard for me to write my first book? Yes. Was it hard for me to talk to 10 people a day for a year and get 3,650 people that told me no? Yes. It was very, very painful. In fact, looking back on it, it's hard, to, hard for me to believe I did it, but I did. Um, with all the rejection, 3,650 people rejected me. And then I hear people saying, well, I can't handle rejection. Well, how many people did you talk to? Well, three or four. <laughs> you hadn't even gotten started at three or four. No. I mean, I really, I look back and going, what was what was I thinking? What would why would you know? I tell you what I was thinking. Okay. I wanted, I wanted to be successful financially. I wanted out of that factory, off of that assembly line. I mm-hmm. wanted something more for my family. I wanted a better car to drive, a nicer home to live in. I wanted all of those things. And that's what drove me because I knew that my only retreat was go back to the factory and beg for my job back. And I just would not do that. And Mm -hmm. 
you know, you've got to, you've got to, you know, pull out all the stops, burn the bridges. They, so they say, just burn the bridges behind you so you can't retreat mm-hmm. and keep moving forward and you'll figure it out. You know, um, I mean, I've done some things in my life that were very, very difficult, that were painful, but you know what, if you decide to do it, you can figure out how to do it. Um, there's the answers are, are always there. Um, I did a little exercise, try it sometimes, a little exercise in one of my classes. Um, I'll pass out a, a magazine to every participant and or half a magazine even. doesn't matter what the magazine is. It could be, you know, field and stream or uh, whatever. It d- doesn't matter what the magazine is. Any, any title of any magazine could be a glamour magazine, doesn't matter. And then I'll tell them, okay, I want you to write down the number one issue that you deal with in your life that keeps you away from accomplishing what you want to accomplish. So everybody writes one down. I said, now I want you to open that magazine just to a random page and you never get to turn it after that. You open it to that random page and look for the answer to your problem on that page. Every single person finds the answer to their problem. You're kidding. No. No. (laughs) Wow. It might be a word. It might be a phrase. It might be a picture. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. The fact that you, and some of them struggle with it and, but they finally find it. And it's so true. You can, you can look at almost any object and, you know, go outside and look at a tree right now. The wind's blowing outside my place here and the trees are blowing in the wind. Well, they're also standing strong. So stand strong. That's a big oak tree I'm looking at. Stand strong, but also go with the flow. If a little breeze hits you, just, you know, keep going, keep mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can look at anything, you know, you can look at a duck swimming on the, on the pond and go, what's that duck going through? Well, it looks like they're pretty peaceful out there. Well, maybe it's time to relax a little bit, sit back and relax when you do, answers start coming to you. You know, it, it's it's like we get so caught up in where we are and what we don't have that we don't move forward and and or even stop for a little bit and and relax so that answers can come to us. We're so caught up in anxiety and mm-hmm. wanting to accomplish something that we don't allow the answers to come to us to be able to accomplish it. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you a Rhonda, I'll give you a, a little thing that uh, I think is so, so valuable. And this, I, I don't remember if we covered this the last time you interviewed me, but um, uh, a friend of mine, many years ago, we were talking, we used to read the same books and, and we'd discuss, you know, the books together and kind of brainstorm them and try to learn from each other and what we got gained from certain pages or concepts or whatever. So we're talking one day, and and before we hung up, he says, have you ever thought about what the word resourceful means? I said, no, not really. But I said, I would guess it means, uh, you know, being uh, more productive, using your imagination, getting more done in less time, whatever. I said, I guess. I've never really thought about it. He said, oh, it's just an interesting word. So we hung up, and I kept thinking about that word over and over and over. And by the time I got home, I, I went to, back then, was, uh, we didn't have internet, so I went to the dictionary, 
and I looked up the word resourceful. And Webster defined it as once again, full of source. So resourceful, once again, mm-hmm. full of source. And I thought, wow, that's, that's interesting. So the key word in there is source. So I looked up the word source and it, de- it was defined as where all things originate, not some things, but all things. I went, wow, depending on what you think source is, all things originate. You, mm-hmm. you might think source is the universe or God or whatever, you know, what, whatever you want to put on it. So I found that really interesting. So I kept looking, probably took me, I don't know, maybe a year and a half or two years. And every chance I got when I go into a bookstore or library or someplace, I would, I would try to find origin of words and look up the word source and find a definition for it. I don't know. I was kind of obsessed with it. I don't know why, but, but I was, and I was in, uh, in England, a small town called Chester. Uh, and I was walking down the road, uh, the street sidewalk and I looked down this alleyway kind of, and there was a, a back door to, it said antique bookstores. And so I went in the back door at this antique bookstore. And as soon as I walk in, I see this dictionary that's about, looked like about a foot thick, maybe eight inches to 12 inches thick, huge, all beat up, tattered, torn, um, but all intact. It just looked like it'd been, you know, thrown out of a car or something. So, <laughs> or used a lot. Really rough looking. <laughs> yeah. But it says, it had a sign on it, it says, do not open, do not touch. So I'm thinking, oh. this is really old. I wonder what the, you know, wonder what they're selling it for. And, but then I thought, wow, this does look really old. I don't know how old it was. I didn't look at the publication date, but I did open the book and I'm thinking, you know, I may have to buy this thing but if I tear it <laughs> or something, but it might've been, you know, $50,000, who knows. But I opened up the book and carefully and, and I, I thought, well, this is probably, they probably don't want the people in the UK opening it, but for my, I'm from the US, so I'll, I'll be able to open it without any <laughs> <laughs> I justified it in some way. So yeah. I, I opened the book and, and to the S's and I looked up the word source. And I, you know, I saw some other definitions that I'd seen before, but then one popped out at me and it said source and it was defined as love. I went, wow, once again, full of love. So resourceful means once again, full of love. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty powerful because when you think about it, when you decide you're going to do something, when you set a goal, when you, when you make a decision, um, you should make it to the point that you fall in love with that. That's yes. what passion, that's where passion comes from. Fall in love with the project, with the thing that you want to accomplish. Because your only other option is falling in fear with it, which is going to drag you down and take you off course but fall in love. Does that make sense? You know, it's like, remember your first love affair and you thought you couldn't live without the person. And you, you know, it was you, that type of feeling you fall in love with something. I mean, as I, when I made the decision to write my first book, um, I fell in love with that. I mean, I was just mm-hmm. like, I couldn't, I couldn't wait to get back you know, online or on the phone or whatever with the person that's helping me with it. I come up with all kinds of ideas in the middle of the night and, and I, w- I was in love with it until it finally got published. 
Um, and I'm still in love with it because it's, I think it's the best book ever written. I mean, and not just coming from me because, mm-hmm. because I wrote it, but because uh, I get so many comments about it. If you ever get a chance, read Rings of Truth. It is just a phenomenal book. You won't escape that book if you've got issues you're dealing with of any kind. So, um, but anyway, that's, that's the key, falling in love with it. But then I thought for a little bit, I thought, hmm, there's a flaw in that. I thought I'd found a flaw. I thought, if your only other option is fear, where does fear come from? If everything is created in love, where does fear come from? Mm -hmm. And I thought about that for a little bit. And I thought, oh, fear is proof that a human being can create because no fear is real. No fear. Not even, not even if a bear is chasing you through the woods, that fear is made up. You're making up in your mind what's going to happen if that bear catches you. They haven't caught you yet, so you don't know what's going to happen. It may catch you and lick you in the face. Well, probably not, but <laughs> <laughs> and I might try to run faster too. But most fears are made up. But you know where they're created? They're created in love. Love is... is the energy that we are all in partners with. We're in partnership with this energy and we can create anything we want out of it. Just look around the room. I mean, I'm amazed. I mean, you know, I look at a computer that came out of that, that somebody fell in love with coming up with a computer, coming up with a cell phone, coming up with a, a pair of glasses coming up with a printer coming up with a light bulb and a you know drywall on the on your walls and paint and window shades and i mean you name it it you look around and you a post it note i use post it notes all the time somebody made millions and millions and millions of dollars on post it notes crazy but they did and they still do mm-hmm. so um so love is presenting you with fear saying which you created and it's saying if you can let go of this the fear then you can have more of what you'd love in your life so love is presenting you the fear to be able to let it go and move past it because it's not real so if you over this next year and actually for the, the remaining of this year I wouldn't, I wouldn't let up for the remaining of this year just because the new year is coming. Um, but start to look at what you want to accomplish in that way. And I think you'll, uh, uh, you'll accomplish a lot more for one, and you'll be pleased with what you do accomplish. Mm-hmm. I so agree uh, with that, Jim. And that's what I've been saying over the last few months is that I'm just fallen in love with so many different things. And one has been my podcast. I love podcasting. I never in a million years thought that I would be a podcaster. The opportunity presented itself. And I, I love what I do. Um, and I do many things, uh, but I really love uh, podcasting. And I really understand what you mean about your book is falling in love with your book. Um, and I think that energy carries uh, with that book, like as you said, uh, many people have made many comments about your book, and it's uh, it's just phenomenal. And I think that um, also, I mean, you talk a lot about 
uh, energy. And, and, and I really uh, have noticed, you might have noticed this too, that high energy people seem to attract high energy things. And lower energy people are just not attracting anything. And, yeah. and, and, and if people raise their energy level, uh, and I, I say like on Christmas morning, how do you feel on Christmas morning or on your birthday when you're waiting for a special gift and you go, this is your special day and you're going to get that gift. What if you could keep that feeling every day throughout the year? What if you had something that was like a gift and we all come here with gifts and if you could vibrate at a level that you recognized your gift, recognized it, fell in love with it, self-actualized, I think that there'd be more happy people, don't you? Well, yeah, absolutely. Because we we get what we resonate with. You know, uh, even Einstein said that. But, uh, I don't know how, if he said it exactly like that, but mm-hmm. but. You know, if you're resonating with something, you're you're gonna you're gonna that's gonna become part of you. It's gonna you're gonna bring that into your reality, and it's it's so true. I mean, when you look at, I mean, think about think of think of people that's that you've connected with that you know that are always clinging or you know wanting your attention or whatever. Um, and what do you want to do? You want to get away from them because you're not you're not resonating at that frequency or mm-hmm. somebody that's always down or somebody that's always, you know, talking ugly about others. And you're just going, I don't, I don't resonate with that. And you don't want to be around it. And but I think people do get what they resonate with. Um, and you can you can you can look at any person's life and see exactly what they resonate with. Um you know, if you want to know what your mindset is about anything in your life, I don't care if it's your health or your weight or your uh, your money or or business or relationships or whatever, you can take a look at your life and tell what you're resonating with. And that's so important, I think, to, to really sit back and look at that. That might be a good thing um, for the new year to start out is start to start to self-observe and see what you resonate with and try to raise that vibration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful advice for sure. You are listening to the Rhonda Grant show right now, uh, whose podcast has been treated with digital audio health by my sponsor, Symatrex. And I am speaking with Jim Britt. I'm so excited to have Jim on the show, especially New Year's Eve. Um, happy New Year to our listeners. How may people contact you through your website or how would you like people to reach out? Well, you can reach me through uh, jimbritt.com. That's B-R-I-T-T, jimbritt.com. Right. Uh, on my website, you can message me through there as well. Um, there's also, you know, I, 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 found that, I found that most people, I'd say 90% of the population, um, they spend about 80% of their waking hours going after money in some way. Yes. Working a job, commuting back and forth, start their own business, working late hours, whatever it might be. But, but about 80% of their waking hours is going after money. But the reality is 90% of the population doesn't have enough. 
So you have to wonder if you're spending most of your waking hours going after money, but yet most people don't have enough. It's not because there's not enough money. There's plenty of money to go around. It's just that they're resonating with a lower, a lower frequency when it comes to money. They're resonating with just getting by. And most people just get by. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I created something <clears throat> quite a few months back, about a year ago, um, called Cracking the Rich Code. Now, rich can be anything you want it to be. Um, it can be rich in health, rich in money, rich in relationships, rich in freedom. Uh, but specifically, I have a program online that's actually it's on right now at a, at a really good good rate, good special. Uh, but it's a four-month coaching program, um, virtual. It gives you daily input, daily audios. Uh, it gives you lessons to do or, or a video to listen, or I should say an audio video type thing to listen to first thing in the morning, about 10 minutes long to start your day every day for four months. Um, you get you get input every day. You get videos every week. You get a master lesson once a month. You get audios to listen to uh, four times over a period of four months. And by the end of four months, you're going to change your subconscious programming regarding how you resonate with money. And it's it's so powerful. I've, I'm getting feedback on it uh, almost daily now. Uh, people going through it are just, uh, they can't believe how now they resonate with money and, and how it's now coming to them where before it was a struggle to make it. So uh, I would, if you struggle with that, I would go to crackingtherichcode.com and uh, look it up. Look at some of the testimonies and things on there, or you can find it on my website as well. But uh, I think it's something that would be great to start the new year with if money is a struggle for anybody. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's excellent. You know, we grow up w- uh, with a lot of uh, cliches, don't we? Money doesn't grow on trees. Money is the root of all evil. And we don't realize how that has stuck with us. Um, and so Jim's program is a, is a really great reframing of what the ideas that we might not even realize that are coming to the forefront uh, about money, um, about lack, and, and, and those types of things. And um, I'm not sure what the special is right now, but I can guarantee you, uh, you go to that program, take that program, and you're going to see magic happen in your life. And that's why Jim is getting these testimonials back. I know that for sure. Yeah, it's about uh, 65% off right now. Uh, so, you know, for the next month or so. Well, there's your December special right there. Yeah, December, January special. Yeah. December, January special. Wonderful. Well, that is so exciting. Um, And uh, so as we start to wrap up the show, and I've asked you this before, Jim, but do you feel that you've been called to do what you're doing? Uh, Yes, I I, I do feel that way. and probably be more so in the, in the last 20 years or so. I mean, I've been doing this 44 years, but um, um, I know I had a friend of mine years back. We were, we were discussing uh, what I do. And I said, you know, I'm thinking about certifying some people to do some of the things that, that I do, mm-hmm. which my real objective is to get inside a person and find out what's really going on and helping them to 
to break that cycle, that addictive cycle that they get in, that they seem to not be able to get out of. And it's become kind of second nature for me to be able to do that. Um, it's not difficult, but it's difficult if, if you're trying to do it to yourself, you know? So, yes, yes. And, and so when I told her I was thinking about certifying, she looked at me and she said, that's your gift. That's not somebody else's gift. Somebody else is not going to be able to do it the way you do it. And, and it's true. I have worked with one person. I've coached him for, for about 10 years and uh, he does some of what I do, but uh, I tell him, I said, you're just not as good as I am, <laughs> but, it's, but it's true. He, I mean, he learned from me and, and he's actually, he's read rings of truth. Um, he's on his 14th time reading it. Wow. And he, I said, man, don't you get it? He said, yeah. He said, what I get is I get something new every time I read it. Exactly. And he said, I, I just, he said, you know, you're, you're, you're the master at it. So yeah, I think it, I think it's a, a, a gift that I, that I, I've developed or was given to, or, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I guess it's my calling because I get up in the morning and, and all I think about is what can I do today uh, to help more people? whether it's writing a book or getting on a podcast and getting a, getting listeners or, or uh, you know, wh whatever it is, it, 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 I don't think about anything else. I think about different ways of reaching people to help them live a more fulfilling life. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for that. I know that you've been instrumental um, in uh, helping me uh, become a best-selling author, international best-selling author, author as a co-author uh, with your Cracking the Rich Code, Volume 6. Yeah, we're, uh, in fact, we're, we're uh, uh, moving on with Volume 7. We're almost completely filled with Volume 7. So if you're a listener and you're a, uh, a coach, a speaker, a entrepreneur, a consultant, uh, if you'd like something that's going to be a, a, a great PR marketing, branding, lead generation uh, we have this book series with some phenomenal people like Rhonda and just some really great people within the series that you can collaborate with and get to know as well. Um, but if you feel like uh, you'd like to have more exposure and like to become a number one international bestselling author, then, um, you know, uh, connect with me. You can send me, a, send me an email at support at jimbrit.com and uh, happy to chat with you about that. That's wonderful. And you know, I just went into the studio a couple of weeks ago and um, recorded the audio of uh, my chapter on time. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I'll send you a copy of that when uh, it's produced. Yeah, absolutely. Thank yeah. you so much. Happy New Year, Jim. Thank you so much for being a special guest on my show. I am so thrilled when you agreed to do this New Year special for uh -huh. the Rhonda Grant Show. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Theme song for the Rhonda Grant show, Sun on the Water, is composed and performed by my friend John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to take a look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thanks so much for tuning in and Happy New Year to everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com.